Welcome, everyone, to Moving Mountains. This is Sasha, Sasha Talk. Today, we have the pleasure of being entertained by James Aiello, author and entrepreneur who was born in Middletown, New York. He grew up in the Hudson Valley area and enjoyed lazy days on the Hudson River, climbing the Catskill Mountains and jet skiing across Lake George, loving every minute of it. Later life introduced him to beautiful, sunny Florida, which he loves even more. James has worked at least 30 years as a registered nurse, but always kept a dream alive to one day write a best-selling novel. He's written the Forbidden Child series, and now he shares his latest book, Christina Powers' American Goddess. Join us as we escape into the nonfiction world of Christina Powers. Welcome to Blooming Mountains, James. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. Congratulations on your fourth book that came out, Christina Powers' American Goddess. How does it feel now that you're the author of four books? Quite incredible, actually. I'm, I'm enjoying it, and I'm, I'm truly enjoying the, um, the reception I've been getting in regards to the, the, the latest novel, Christina Powers' American Goddess. The, the reviews are starting to come in, and they're exciting because they've been fabulous, and I'm very happy about it. All of the four books have been self-published. What have you learned about the self-publishing industry as you started your journey and what it is right now? Well, I learned a lot, actually. Um, first, it's, it uh, was a very difficult hurdle to um, leave. Uh, I had no idea about publishing and, uh, and um, creating my own company, but it it was, seemed like it was the only way I could go as an unknown author. Uh, I tried for agents. I tried for the big houses, publishing houses, and just got nowhere. And I knew that I had a talent, and I wanted that talent to be heard and read. I wanted to get it in, on, in, in a book form and have people read it. So I created my own business, uh, named James Ayala Productions Incorporated, published my first novel, Forbidden Child, um, then continued to write the series. There's three in the series of the Forbidden Child series. Uh, and then um, took on Christina Powers' American Goddess in my attempt to sum up the entire story in one fabulous journey of a protagonist's life. And um, I did it. Um, I found that advertising through Google was a great way to get my wording out um, and to get the people to know that um, the novels were written, they were out there, and the uh, first novel did very well, made it to 45 on Amazon's bestsellers list, which was um, quite exciting. Uh, the second and third got very close, and I'm very hopeful that this fourth novel uh, will make number one. Do you believe that the Christina Powers book can turn into possibly a trilogy? Um, well, the, the Christina Powers novel itself, I feel, is uh, 
pretty much the completed story. The Forbidden Child series is the trilogy. Uh, Christina Powell's American Goddess is the a culmination of the of all three of the novels, and um, with the climax that I'm very proud of. The premise that uh, captured my attention about the Forbidden Child series was it circles around uh, the prospective child of former President JFK and Marilyn Monroe. And I know while growing up, for some reason, I was really enchanted by the Camelot years. What do you recall from your childhood that led you to say, I wonder what their childhood looked like, what that child would be? Well, <clears throat> very interesting. It, was, it happened, and I remember it clearly. I was 12 years old, and there was a documentary about the possibility that Marilyn Monroe and John F. Kennedy m- may have had an affair. And the thought hit me at that time, and I thought, oh, I wonder what a child would be like if, if the two of them, two icons, American icons, had a child together. And um, I kept that thought. And um, they... In the documentary, they showed Marilyn singing happy birthday to the president at Madison Square Garden on his birthday. It was May 19th, 1962. And uh, I just kept that because I, 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 it, just, it was just so um, enticing to me to think of what a child would be like, knowing that, you know, they don't have one. But, and, I, and that thought stayed with me until I was ready to write. And once I decided to write, I realized that question needed to be answered. I needed to know, what would a child of Marilyn Monroe and John F. Kennedy be like? So I created her in Christina Powers. On the cover of the Christina Powers book, is the young lady someone that you know who's posing on your cover? Because she appears so lifelike. Actually, she's not. Um, when I was creating the cover, uh, she had um, sold her right to this particular photo to the, the, um, the company that I was going with the first cover for. And as soon as I saw her, and we, did, we had just started to look for models, as soon as I saw her, I said, stop, that's her. I didn't have to go any further. I knew <laughs> that that was the closest in my mind of what I felt Christina Powers would look like. When I saw that picture, I said, I wonder if that's one of his friends. No, no. I would love to meet her or even know who she is. I have no clue. I just know that she had um, sold her, her photo to the, um, the, 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 the company that helped me create my first cover. And that's how I got it. I purchased it from them. And I love her. <laughs> yes, it's a very pretty cover. Uh, among your four books, there's the theme, one of the underlying themes of power, whether one seeking it, trying to coexist with it, or protecting themselves from being overpowered by it. What does power mean to you? And when you infuse the theme of power, whether it's intentional or not, uh, what is the point that you're trying to make? With power? Did I hear you correctly? With the, the yes. theme of power. Oh, yeah. Power, it, it's a point. It's, her name is Christina Powers because 
she represents the Christ-like power of unconditional love. She, in order for her to achieve the, the incredible life that she lives, she had to fight for that power. She knew when she was, when she, when she was young and didn't have the power, she had no control of her life or the de- her destiny, or which way she was totally being controlled by her uncle. And she had to break that, and she had to find her own source of power. And she does it in this story in so many um, steps through her life, so many lessons she learns. She learns the, the lesson of power and, and how wonderful true power can be in changing lives for the better, for changing our, our environment for the better, for making a brighter future for our children. And, in, and the goal of, this, of her life ends up being just that. She is, she is guided. She has guides. She has, she has spiritual guides. She has alien extraterrestrial guides who, <laughs> who, who, encounter, who she encounters, and they, they actually uh, anoint her goddess and give her the assignment of saving the world from the evil that is um, that has been lo- loosed on on our planet and she, she becomes she's not just um a character uh she's fantasy she's fiction but she stands for something more some the power of coming together bringing america first together and um that's why she's the american goddess when it comes to character development, do you already have an idea before you start writing what the character is going to stand for and some qualities that they host, or do you take it day by day as you start writing the story unfold? Well, I have an idea of where I want to take the character. That always helps. You got to, to know, okay, th- this character is one day going to be the president of the United States. I have to start her life um, in a way that gradually builds chapter after chapter to getting her to that point. So you do have to know your characters. You have to know the protagonist. You have to know, you know, got to know the bad guy and the friends and, and uh, all the people that are going to come into her life to, to help her achieve her goals and guide her and, um, so you, you really do. You have to create those characters. And I, I, and I like to create them, figure out who they're going to be, and then as the story unfolds, I guide each um, personality, each uh, trait, each uh, – the, when, when Frank is trying to destroy Christina, which the reader doesn't know about yet um, – He's evil, <laughs> and, and, and I have to make him evil. And um, when she faces um, uh, King Fahd, Muhammad Fahd, who wants to control, who wants to financially enslave America and, just, and, and control the, er, the, the world under his oil-rich thumb, he's evil, and she has to face that evil. And that's another avenue of where the power comes back giving her the ability to overcome every obstacle that comes in her way and without her even 
you know, realizing she's doing it, but it's just, or the reader realizing. When you're, when you're reading the story, there's so many twists and turns. There's so many hurdles that Christina has to, to, to get over to achieve her goals. But the way she does it, it just, it's remarkable. And I'm very, very proud of the story. I'm proud of all my characters, even the bad ones, because they're really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Did it take more energy from you when putting life into these bad characters? Or was it easier to write when working on Christina, who has more Christ-like characteristics? It it was um, actually yeah it was easy once it started to flow, and I knew where the bad guys were going to go and where they're they're trying what they're trying to do. It was easy for me to get their plot, their evil plots, um, so evil that uh, the the reader thinks Christina can't overcome this. And then when you do give her the, 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 the ability to overcome it, it's like a surprise. It's a shock. It's like, whoa, she did it. You know? So, yeah, it's, you, it, I, I became each character to be able to um, let this story flow as a, as a fictional novel that is so close to real life that when you're, you're reading it, you're, you're, you're so caught up in it, you don't realize, oh, hey, wait, she's not real. This is, this is a fantasy. <laughs> but but you, the, I, the readers have told me, and I feel it, they really connect with, the, with especially Christina. And women, I'm glad to say, have loved her. They're loving her and, you know, and just grateful that I created this character. Uh, Christina is a larger-than-life character, and in terms of self-development, as we earlier spoke about power, for men and women out there listening who may be struggling in real life in how to tap into their inner power, their inner voice, what guidance do you have for them? I, I think the quiet place. There's so much noise in the world and so much noise in our daily lives that you need to find that quiet place. And that's when you can meditate. That's when you can look up and you can look at the heavens, look at the stars, be part of it. Because we are part of it. We're part of all of it. And just connect with that. And once you connect with that, you realize that there's more to life than our daily lives. There's, it's got such a bigger picture. We all do, I believe, have a destiny, a purpose. And, and reaching that purpose with all the noise and clutter, it's really hard. So for me, finding my, my peaceful place was 2 o'clock in the morning walking in a quiet, down a quiet road with uh, no one around and just looking up and and when I'm looking up, I'm connecting. We have guardian angels that, that are there to guide us, to walk with us, to reach us. Um, I, there was a part of time I was writing and in this, this novel, and I actually heard in my head, that's the angle you have to go. 
and had was going to take the character another total different way. And I got a vision, clear as day, of which direction I should take the character, and then I heard it. Like you hear it in your soul. That's the direction. And once I got that direction, I, I followed it, and it just flowed. So we do have a way to connect with our higher power, and everyone does. Uh, that's, that's my belief. Based off your creative circle interview, I could tell that you are a spiritual person and you have walked your journey thus far, which I believe that the higher power is guiding you. Because in the world that we do live in, I agree with you, there is a lot of noise and people don't want to step out of that sphere of noise. I agree with you. They, it, it, it's, it, we get so caught up in it that you don't realize if you take a half hour and step away from it, no TV, no phone, no radio, just you and, 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 and Mother Earth, you know, and nature, and, and just feel it, allow yourself to feel it. And it really does make a difference in your total psyche. James, earlier you referenced uh, twists and turns. When you're doing the storytelling, how do you manage to sustain a balance in making sure you have enough conflict in the story but not too many conflicts that could detract from the main theme of the book? That's a very good question. And I walked a a delicate line with that because I I had actually... Uh, had a couple more conflicts in there, but I decided to take them out. Because in the novel, when I gave Christina a conflict to overcome or, or pain to suffer, I wanted to make sure she learned something from it. And I want, my goal was to have my readers learn something from it too. And, and if, you, if you take it too far beyond the, the, the awakening moment, then, you, then you've ruined the whole um, the conflict. The conflict has to be measured to the achievement of conquering the con- the the the, um, the conflict. And I think I ran that line in this story just so that the reader can truly get it, feel what the the characters going through, feel the pain and overcome it with her and then feel her joys when she overcomes, when, when things go right for her, you feel it. You feel the power of, yeah, she's making it, she's doing it, you know, and she's, she's outwitting all the bad guys and the way she outwits everybody. It's just like, it just comes to her. It's like a flash and she just says, you know, Oh yeah. Yes, you know, I've got it. Uh, But she also learned to, with the conflicts and with her challenges, to figure it out tomorrow. Her first mistake, she was very impulsive in the story. And that mistake was devastating to her. And she swore to herself that she would always take the time to figure it out. And many times in this novel, she says to the audience, 
oh, well, I'll figure it out tomorrow. And then, <laughs> then she goes on. And then when she does figure it out, the audience gets it with her. You mentioned impulsiveness. Do you happen to be a very patient person? Um, I try to be. I truly try to be. Uh, I, I'm, I, I don't like conflict. Um, and I try to be patient. And there are times when, you know, you want something now. Like, I want this, this creation to be um, seen all over this country and read all over this country. I want that now. But being patient and knowing there are steps that, that have to be taken, very small steps that you've got to keep walking to get to where you want to be. So patience, you know, is, is a virtue. It, and it's something we all need to have. Instant gratification um, doesn't cut it. Uh, not in our lives. Um, I mean, maybe temporarily, but in the big picture, it doesn't. It's what we work for and have patience to achieve that, that really makes the difference. What guidance do you have for new authors coming out? What steps could they take to achieve success and what steps could, should they avoid and not fall into that trap? Well, steps to achieve your goal is to be consistent and don't give up. And if you've written something and you, you have a family member or friends read it and they say, well, maybe this or that, listen, don't, be, don't become offended. Take all the advice you can get because it's all those little diamonds in the rough that you get from your friends that say, oh, I just didn't understand, that can make you sharpen your, your, your literary talent and, and really write where every word belongs where it should be, and, and it all flows great. As far as um, getting where you want to be as an author, it's not easy. Um, don't take no. When you send out a manuscript for an agent or or, or one of the big publishing companies, believe me, you're going to get no's. You're going to get rejections, and they're not even going to read them because they've got thousands of them. And, and for your pitch to stand out, it's got to be great. That, that's why, I mean, that's why with James Aiello Productions, I'm open to reviewing new authors and helping them get their work out. Uh, and not, I mean, just to get their work published. Um, I, I, if I feel that you've, you've sent, you submitted something to me um, that has potential, I'm gonna, not going to just reject it because there's a thousand on, on, on the desk. I, I, want, I have a, a few people working with me, and we review them. Uh, and, you know, I hope one day I'll be able to help other unknown authors, new beginning authors, writers who have that passion and know that what they're writing is great and they want to get it out. And um, I hope to one day be able to be part of that um, stream of, of helpfulness to people I know are going through struggles to get their word in print. Are you a formally trained writer or did all of the years of journaling leave you to become the writer you are today? Uh, journaling, and um, I've worked as a registered nurse for many years, 
And I learned from one particular teacher, <laughs> Carol Riley. It was great. My, one of my instructors, she ta- taught me how to write my um, notes, my nursing notes in, in medical charts so that they could be um, easily read, understood, and there's no questions, no doubts of what, has, what, what happened. And that, her key, her, little, her instruction taught me how to write, how to get my thoughts from one um, event to the next. And I've used that. I've used that. I use that in my writing. She was an incredible instructor. Uh, and and um, taught me a lot about documentation. And that documentation skill that she taught me, I brought it right into my writing. I want the reader to be able to read it, understand it completely, and um, feel it. What is the best constructive writing advice that you've received? That's a good one. I think my best was... Uh, being told not to give up, to not, to not stop, to just keep continuing to carry on. That if you have that dream, you've got to put it in pa- on paper. You have to write it, sit on the computer, type it out, look at it, change it, mold it, shape it, m- make it sing to you, make the words that sing to you. And, and once you know that you have it, and it's like an everyday dialogue that people will just talk, and you're not reaching for um, to try to have the reader understand what you're writing. Write it so they understand it and they get it. Dialogue between characters is a, a imperative. You've got to be able to make them connect with each other in a way that is real that is everyday talking even when it's the presidential discussions and and world changing events you've got to be able to let them be able to communicate their messages to each other in a way that the reader gets it and and feels it i think that's important is there any aspect of writing that you're trying to refine or trying something new Right now, uh, no, there's not. I'm, I'm, I have, um, my goal right now is to get this completed work out there. I have a few other, you know, stories within me um, that I want to write, but I'm not ready. I'm at the point where promoting and promoting and promoting <laughs> is what I have to do. Because if I cannot sell my work, no matter how good it is, I can't continue to keep, afford to keep writing. And it's unfortunately, that's the game, the, the story in this game. You've, you've got to be able to write something fantastic, but you've got to be able to promote it and, 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 and sell it. That's, that's important. And, and the reason why... Christina Powers is American goddess is because this story, I wrote it from my heart to the nation I love, to my neighbors. I mean, I love America with all my heart. 
And I dedicated this novel with love to America. And, and the story unfolds in such a way that every American would be so proud to read it with all of her struggles, with all the, the, uh, the things, the pains and sufferings that she goes through. When she overcomes these things and she becomes the first woman president and is elected after living through the most intense day of her life and, and the most vicious campaign in American political history, even topping the one we just, we just went through, <laughs> you feel it, the pride of America. You, you feel it. And I feel that, that I wove the pride of America and what we can achieve together within the lines of this novel. You mentioned marketing, and especially as self-help publishers, I've heard this from many authors, they mentioned that you could have the best piece of work out there, but then the challenge comes out to marketing because you're not tied to a big powerhouse a publishing firm. But at the same time, you have the freedom of going about it as you please. This is true. Uh, this is true, but we're also um, limited financially. Uh, as, as a, as a self-publisher, you put everything into your novel. You put everything into your business. It's like whatever income you may make, it goes back in. And, 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 and until you reach the level of um, a Daniel Steele, you don't have the ability to promote as you would like to. You just, you, you have to have a following and you've got to build the following. And um, in my case, I, I, I do it through uh, Google advertising. I do it through um, social media. Um, I do it through, uh, I like I have a new television ad running. Um, and you build them slowly. Uh, I have some ads that I'm going to start in, in newspapers. But it's, it, it takes time to do it because you can only invest what you have. And, and until it truly starts to pay off, that's the, that's the game you're in as an as a unknown author. But that has, the word has to spread. And, and that's my hope is that those who read this are going to say, you know what, um, my sister Jane or my brother Joe, you've got to get this novel because it's good and you, <laughs> you're really going to enjoy it. And that's, that's very, very important. Um, it's, it's like I, 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 don't, I have uh, received uh, one of my advertising things, one of my investments uh, was with Tailflick. And that's an attempt to have my work reviewed for a film. And the <clears throat> review I received was as, as wonderful. Uh, it states um, advice for filming with the right editing. Christina Powers' American Goddess can become an intense feature film filled with plot twists, beats that will keep the audience entertained from beginning to end. The celebrity world of the 70s as well as the European gay scene can birth a visually appealing piece. With the right cast, Christina Powers can become an icon. 
I mean, when I, and that's what I feel in my heart that she can do. And, and you know, and when you get that, that kind of um, confirmation that others feel the same as you do about your work, it really inspires you to keep going and to, to keep pushing on. An- another review said, uh, this book was a masterpiece, skillfully crafted and well-written. The writer's writing style of the author, you, the author used in, in the book were top-notch. The author's writing experience came to bear in this one. And, I mean, can I ask for anything more than that? I was like, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was wonderful. He says, uh, the, the writer had his way with words. He knew what to say, when to say it, and how to say it. The author wrote the line of this narrative like he was a song composer. One hardly believed this is a fictional tale. The author wrote the book from the first point first-person point of view. I was inside Christina's head watching the story unfold through her eyes. I mean, and uh, that was what appealed to me most. One could hardly read the book without being emotionally connected to it. The twists, the turns gave the book a unique tone. I couldn't help but feel the pain of the character, her frustrations, and her accomplishments when she was happy. The book was filled with so much suspense and thrill. At first, I thought it was a memoir, but as the story progressed, I discovered that the plot was too organized and well-planned. There's no way this could be a memoir, but a work of fiction. I must applaud the author for creating a fictional work that looks almost like a real-life story. There were lots of actions and conflicts in the book. The conflicts were a result of the challenges the main character faces as the plot develops. The book was a masterpiece. And I I mean, that as a writer, to hear a review like that, it's just, it's, it's rewarding and it fills you with hope that your dream for your work will come true. And I, I, I know Christina so well that I've even started a petition um, on my Facebook page, uh, Forbidden Child Facebook page, asking my friends to sign, trying to get May, the actress, Megan Fox, to review Christina Powers' American Goddess because I believe in my heart she would be the perfect actress to play Christina. Uh, and she's the type of actress that would make Christina Powers the icon I know she can be. I would want to watch the film version, and yes, I agree. I can't imagine anyone other than Megan Fox playing that character. Thank you. (laughs) Well, you are living proof that hard work and patience does pay off, especially in the writing industry, because there are those that engage in different forms of writing. And when it comes to book writing, I've met too many people who say, I want to write a book one day, but they don't get to it. What advice would you have for those that are still sitting on the fence so that they could drop off the fence and get their pen and paper going? If you, if you truly feel you can write that book, write it. And, 
if you have if you're having a hard time composing it in today's uh, technical world you can you can just record it onto your computer and it will read it and then go back and edit it and correct it i mean it's easier today than ever to to get your words in in print it really is doing it yourself i mean creating that story seeing it unfold if you have a computer uh with modern uh programs there's your answer for writing don't be afraid don't don't if you, if you really have that spark then light it sit down and light it take the walk with the recorder and let your mind go wild let it go free People may think you're a little wacky, but that's all right because you know you know what you're doing. It's all right they think you're wacky. We all a little wacky at times, but do it. Follow your dream. That's all I can say. Follow your dream. And as we start to wrap things up, how many beta readers do you have in your circle? And for each book, do you have the same beta readers, or do you switch out the people? Well, no, I switch out. Um, the, I, I, how I get the the, the readers is um, I get online and I look for them for 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 getting the the reviews. Um, I, I search for them. I, it's, it's not easy. It's, it's a job. And um, to, to have your work reviewed, um, it can also, it's also pricey. You, in, in many cases, you, when you join these clubs, you have to pay something for it. But it gives you an extra step. So it's worth it whether you get a great review or not. If you don't get a great review, what they do is they give you feedback on how to make it better or give you ideas and suggestions. So it's always a learning process. But when you come out of it with reviews like, thank goodness I've been getting, it's, it's, it's quite rewarding and worth it. So far you've written four fiction books. Do you plan on writing on nonfiction? I do have one in mind. I'm not ready to start it. I do have the outline of what the, the story is. It's written, um, and, and uh, for me to pull from it is very easy because it will be my own personal experiences um, of love and love loss and pain, and, and uh, that's, uh, that's one that um, it'll, I know will flow once I'm writing it and pull the information that I've already have written, it'll flow smoothly and and go quickly because I've lived it. Uh, so someday I do hope to finish that one. I think it'll say a lot to a lot of people what I what I lived through, uh, my losses, and my loves, and um, and how I got to where I am today through all of it. Speaking of love, which would be a wonderful way to end, what have you learned about love and what, you, what can you guide the rest of us when it comes to loving and living your best life, no matter what circumstances that we all come from? That's, that's a great question. I think I've learned from love is that love needs patience. 
and and you you have to whomever you love or whatever you love there's in life we have disappointments people let us down um people are human life is what it is they fall into uh their own failures and their own um their own sufferings and it's if you really love someone it, you need to get them through it and even no matter what it is even if you can't save them be with them walk them through it love is never ending it's it's an unconditional love means you 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 forgive and you love and you and you nurture that love and when you're doing that even it does come back. It comes back. If it's not from the direction you sent the love out to, it comes back in another way even bigger. Um, it's, it's like love has the wings of eagles, and it flies. And if we soar with it, love can be all around us with our children, our family, our friends, and everything we touch and do. When... When I touch a patient, I touch them with love. When they know, when I'm healing them or helping them through something, I know they feel that. They know, I know they feel my respect for them. I know they feel my compassion for what they're going through. And, and that love helps them. And then it comes right back to me. So send out that love and let it fly right back because it will. How beautiful. Well, thank you. Thank you. Please share with audiences how they can reach you and oh, support yes. your work. If you can reach me on uh, www.forbiddenchild.com, that is my website. I have all of the novels on there. I have um, clips of uh, book signings and and. Um, advertisement on there. There's a bunch of things on there. And I'm also selling, I sell my novels, signed novels that I sign and, I'll, and I mail them out to, to um, my readers. Um, but if you really want to support me and if you really, really want to get the novel, um, Amazon.com, Forbidden Child by James Aiello. If you order it, I promise you, you will not regret it. You will absolutely love this novel. I give you my word. And um, I, I really, from my heart, feel that Christina Powers, American Goddess, the time is right in America for this story. It is, we need this story right now to bring America together. We need to come together as a nation. We've conquered a lot in, through this election um, towards a change. But my fellow Americans, we need a dramatic change. Our future, our planet, our environment for our children and our grandchildren is at stake. And in this story is woven a power to bring us together 
to save our world for our children. And I believe that in my heart. I believe this is not just a message, a novel given to me, but channeled through me for a higher purpose for the nation I love. And God bless you all. And thanks for the ask, asking that question. Thank you, James, for visiting us at Moving Mountains. And we do look forward to learning what comes after Christina Powers. Thank you.